So this morning, some of you are probably wondering what happened to our table and what's all this stuff that's in the way. <laughs> For those of you who are new, something happened to our table and there's a bunch of stuff in the way. <laughs> um, this morning begins a, I think, six-week series on the parables. Um, how many know what a parable is? Yeah, I don't either. Um, <laughs> just um, parables are, are interesting and strange and confusing sometimes. And uh, one of the things that we talk about at Mountainside, or that I like to talk about as somebody who has done godly play for a long time, is that um, in church, especially here, we really try not to ask our kids to do anything that we're not willing to do ourselves. Um, because kids get asked a lot of in the world and in life, and they're all just trying to figure out how to like be humans, and that's hard. And so are we as adults, but we make it look easy. So um, in Godly Play, we tell stories. Yeah, Kristen, not always. That was a joke. It was funny, <laughs> not sad. Um, we don't make it look easy. Um, but on Sunday mornings, uh, the kids hear stories that are um, from a curriculum called Godly Play, and they recognize in a special way that work and play are kind of tied together in a very um, interesting knot. And so this morning, Tiffany and Ben are going, Ben Easton, are gonna tell two of our um, Godly Play parable stories. And I asked that we had two stories, two parables together, because we've, we've done it a couple times with the kids, and it's, um, for me, personally, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's really interesting and kind of amazing to hear the parables next to each other. And I'm going to preach next week on a different parable, but as I've been reading about the parables, one of the things that people say is that the parables are absolutely about oral tradition and not about the written word. So there's something special and unique about hearing these stories and engaging these stories as stories, not as something that's been written down for us to read and, and manipulate and figure out and organize, but just to accept them and hear them as stories and wonder about them and what God is doing with them. So I think that's, that's good, and we're going to give it to Tiff now. So Tim is helping us so that we can all see what's happening on the table. So this box, this box looks old. The parables are old. So I wonder if there's a parable in here for us. It's gold, and gold is a valuable color. And parables are valuable. It has a lid, and I know that boxes have lids, but did you know that parables also have lids? And sometimes, even if we're really ready to enter a parable, it won't open for us. The lid stays closed like a door. But if you keep coming back to the parable, if you come back again and again and again, then one day it will open for you. And this box, it also kind of looks like a present. And parables are also presents. They were given to us a long time ago. 
We don't have to take parables because they're already ours. I guess we should see what's inside. Okay. What do you think that is? What could that be? Any ideas? A tent. A tent? Yeah, that could be a tent. Could be a cozy tent. Silas, you have an idea? A mustard seed? You think this is a mustard seed? That's an interesting idea. It could be. We don't know yet, do we? Counts like orange sherbet, like ice cream to me. I'm gonna flatten it out and see if we can get a better idea of what it looks like. I don't know if you can see that. It's kind of hanging off the table. It's got this like lemon shape a little bit or seed shape, as Silas said. Kind of reminds me of the sun. Any other ideas of what it could be? A what? Egg yolk. Oh, yeah. A nice, rich, yeah, home, backyard chicken, egg yolk. Yeah, I like that. Let me see if there's anything else that we need to get ready. Nope, that's it. So I guess all we can do is begin. Once there was someone who said such wonderful things and did such amazing things that people had to follow him. And as they followed him, they heard him talking about a kingdom. But this kingdom was not like the kingdom that they lived in. It was not like a kingdom that they'd ever visited. And it was not like a kingdom that they'd ever even heard of. So they had to ask, what is the kingdom of heaven like? And one time when they asked him, he said, the kingdom of heaven is like when a person, when a person takes a tiny seed, a seed from the grain of a mustard seed, so small that if it was on the tip of my finger, you wouldn't be able to see it. If that person, person pushed the seed into the ground and the seed started to grow and it grew and it grew and it kept growing until it was a big tree. And then the birds of the air came. And they built nests in it.
Now I wonder, I wonder what the person was doing when the tree was growing. And I wonder if the seed was happy when it was growing. I wonder what the tree could really be. I wonder if you've ever come close to this kind of parable tree. We're going to take some time to think about those questions in small groups. It's something that we do in Godly Play called Wondering, and we do it after most of our Godly Play stories. And something that I want you to know about wondering is it's a time to think more deeply about the story and how it might be relevant to your own story. Um, it's, I'd want you to resist the temptation to find definitive answers to these questions. The point of wondering is to let your imagination and your heart open up to God's spirit and let God's spirit lead you to understand the story in new ways. And for some of us, wondering is helpful with other people, and for others of us, it's helpful just to be quiet and sit alone and think about the story, and that's okay too. So we're gonna give you a few minutes. I'm gonna put the questions on the screen in a minute. Um, if you want to break up into small groups and talk about a couple of these questions together, you can. Or if you just wanna sit and meditate it on your, by yourself, that's fine too. Um, I think, Anthony, can you put up the questions and we'll cover up the, thanks. So we'll give you a few minutes. Feel free to discuss amongst yourselves. So, whoa, check out this box. See this box? It's gold. Box is gold. And I guess that means it's valuable since gold is valuable. Maybe what's inside the box is just as valuable as gold. Maybe what's inside the box is even more valuable than gold. Maybe there's a story inside the box. Maybe there's a parable inside. This box looks like a gift, right? And parables are gifts. Parables are gifts that were given to you before you were born. Parables are gifts that were given to you even though you might have no idea what a parable even is. This box looks old too, right? And parables are old. So I'm thinking there's probably a parable inside. This box has a lid. And the lid is closed. Sometimes parables are closed too. Even though we're ready and we're open, a parable might stay closed. We need to come back to parables over and over again, and maybe one day a parable will open.
Let's look inside. doesn't look like a whole lot right now, but it's definitely brown. And the color brown is everywhere. Everywhere anything is or happens to be, there's brown. Let's see if there's anything else in this box. There's a lot in here, but nothing else we need in order to get ready. So let's begin. Once there was someone who did such amazing things and said such wonderful things that people just had to follow him. As they followed him, they heard him talk about a kingdom. But this kingdom was not like the kingdom they were living in. This kingdom was not like any kingdom they had ever visited. And this kingdom was not like any kingdom they had ever heard about. So one day they just had to ask him, what is the kingdom of heaven like? He said, the kingdom of heaven is like when a sower who's a person who scatters seeds, scatters seeds all along a path. As the sower sowed seeds all along the path, the birds came, and the birds ate the seeds. The sower also sowed seeds among stones. When the seeds tried to push their roots down into the soil, down into the ground, among the stones, they could not push their way into the ground. So when the sun came out, it scorched the seeds and they died. The sower also sowed seeds among thorns. When the seeds tried to push their roots down among the thorns, they could only push part way into the ground. The thorns choked the seeds and they died. The sower also sowed seeds among fertile ground. 
When the seeds pushed their roots into the fertile ground, they went down, down into the ground and grew and grew. When the harvest was ready, it was cut and gathered. And the harvest was 30, 60, and 100 bushels. This is the sower. These are the birds. This is the rocky soil. This is the soil with thorns. This is the fertile soil. This is 30, 60, 100 bush bushels. Now I wonder who the sower might really be. I wonder if the sower was pleased when the birds ate the seeds. And I wonder if the birds were happy to see the sower. I wonder what the sower was doing when the seeds could not push their roots in amongst the rocky soil. I wonder what the sower was doing when the seeds and their roots were choked by the thorns. I wonder what the sower was doing when the seeds were able to push their roots far down into the fertile soil. I wonder if the sower was completely surprised by the harvest. I wonder what the harvest could really be. Was it like this? Was it like this? Maybe there was no harvest at all. I wonder if it was like this. So in the same way you had some time to wonder together or privately about the parable that Tiffany told, the parable of the mustard seed, take some time in groups or alone to ask yourself some of those same wondering questions. And again, wondering is different than um, answering a question. When you answer a question, you make the question go away. When you wonder, you sort of enter into that wondering space. Um, so yeah, take some time to group up and think through these wondering questions together.
The kids are coming back in, so I'm going to wrap up the wondering time. Um, so we kind of ran out of time, but we had a plan to compare the parables side by side. So what I'm going to do is show you the questions that we were going to think about. And or actually, I don't know if we have a slide for it. I may just have them up here. This is something that you can maybe just um, think about later this afternoon as you're reflecting on these stories, or maybe even take these questions with you as we're hearing parables throughout the next few weeks. But some of the things that we do with the kids is we wonder what from each parable could maybe go into the other parable. So is there a place where we could take something um, like, I wonder if this goes here, or I wonder what would have happened if this person was here and this person was in this story. Um, or I wonder, I wonder if it was like that. Um, so, so sit with that. We're going to move into a time of singing as we kind of continue to reflect on these parables. And the questions that we wanted to leave you with um, as we sing this next song are, where do we see Jesus in these parables? And where do we see the cross in these parables? And as we prepare to come to the table together, and as Chad and um, everyone else leads us in music, let's just think, think about those, those reflective questions. Where do we see Jesus in the parables? Where do we see the cross in the parables? I'm going to read a scripture from today's lectionary passages. Um, this is Colossians chapter 1. So, receive this body of Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of your Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up in you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. I was with the children just now, and we also talked about bearing fruits and the fruits of God's spirit as gifts to us. And as we come to the table and thank God for the life, the ministry, the death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord, may we hold those fruits from God's Spirit in faithfulness to Christ as we share this meal together. Um, it was the night that Christ was betrayed that he took bread. He gave thanks, and he said, take and eat this bread. This is my body. It is broken for you, every single one of you, at God's table. He also took a cup. He took a cup of wine. He shared the cup, and he said, take and drink of this, the cup of the new covenant. This is my blood. It is shed for you. And when you gather, do this in remembrance of me. And as we come to the table, we're celebrating the fruits of God at the table of God. 
in a place where we worship God. Um, Let's pray, and then we'll come and eat. Servers, you can come forward as I pray.